I'm Brett Chang. I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, February 15th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Brett, this is Super Bowl Tuesday. Yeah. I think again, we have you have had a chance to reflect on the game, but more importantly, maybe the halftime show, which is getting a lot of play. You know, Jay, I need a full 48 hours to reflect on any Super Bowl before I can have an opinion on it. So I thought the game was fun. There was some drama in it, which was good. Matthew Stafford, that guy was, he tried so hard for the Lions and went nowhere. So it's nice to see him get something. He's probably gonna go to the Hall of Fame now. So that's good for him. Joe Burrows is young. He'll be back. I, I'm not too concerned about that. So that was a fine outcome. The halftime show I thought was great uh, and better than better than I expected. You are younger than me. Do you have the same sentiment that it was the best halftime show ever? Or is that just someone in their 40s being nostalgic about who was? So my concern here, Jay, is that I think this is where we have the general generational crossover in that I actually think that 50 Cent was more, almost more my generation than your generation. And then Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg was your generation. So it kind of covered a whole swath of age groups. I like it. I'm down with that. It, it doesn't make me feel good, by the way, that I that we're now categorized together. But no, I thought it was great. I, a lot. It was high energy. I liked the theme of like, these are all people in Dr. Dre's orbit. And he was like the kind of maestro. So that was really fun. And the music was great. You know, I love the music. It's, it's, uh, it's the stuff we grew up with. It was. It was not without politics. I don't know if you noticed, but Eminem took a knee. And Dr. Ooh. Dre said, I still don't love the police, which I thought was a light take on his F the police song with NWA. Yeah, he, he, the knee was controversial, but I look at that and I'm like, congratulations. Like, you know, I, 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 mean, <laughs> I guess he did it. Good for you. Like, but it's, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Uh, did you watch any of the commercials, by the way? I did. I did. And, you know, my uh, daily job is about cannabis. There were some cannabis connections. One, Weed Maps had an ad that was not allowed to run. And Willie Nelson had an ad for Skechers where he talked about legalizing comfort, which was a wink and a nod to cannabis, too. So Boring. The best ad, in my opinion, and this is what we'll end off with before we get into the episode, but the best episode that I recommend everyone watch was the Larry David FTX ad. I loved it. Okay. Did, well, you, see, did you see that one, Jay? I did not. Oh, you got you to gotta watch it. It's great. It's very, it's genuinely funny. And I haven't seen an ad that's genuinely funny in a long time. Let's, uh, I will take a look. Brett, aside from Super Bowl ads, Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, Mary J. Blige, and Snoop Dogg, what do we have for Peak Pals today? We covered a lot of ground. For our first story, <laughs> PetSmart Union. For our second story, no restrictions. And for our third story, market chaos. For our first story, a Toronto PetSmart is the latest retail location to unionize since the pandemic began as the percentage of unionized workers increases after years of steady decline. Brett, want to give the Peak Pals an update on the labor movement in Canada? Sure. So before the pandemic, the percentage of unionized workers had declined from 32% in 2000 to 30% in 2019. And today it's actually moved up to 30.9. So it's trending upwards. And it's in large part because the pandemic brought about a growing chorus of worker dissatisfaction from frontline workers over issues that include understaffing, meager benefits and wages that didn't keep up with the rising cost of living. So some think this is the reason why between 2020 and 2021, Indigo bookstores unionized, Canada Goose Plants unionized, and even a Vancouver Starbucks location and 500 WestJet workers, they all joined the union. And people think it's because of this dissatisfaction. And PetSmart employees are the latest to vote to unionize, but it's important to note that voting is just the first step in the unionization process. Now, while this may seem like a trend, Jim Stanford, an economist and director of the Vancouver-based Center of Future Work, told The Globe that it could take more time to determine whether this is an actual trend towards unionizing. So, Brett, what's next? 
for the Canadian labor. Well, Jay, you kind of noted this before, but the increase in unionization efforts across Canada it points to a growing worker dissatisfaction, but it's too soon to tell if this is the beginning of a major surge in labor activity or if it's just uh, a blip post-pandemic. For our second story, Ontario Premier Doug Ford announced that Ontario will remove all COVID restrictions besides the mask mandate by March 1st. This feels like pretty big news, Jay. What are the details? Well, Ontario is accelerating their reopening plan with restaurants being able to seat full capacity on Thursday. However, the biggest news was that the province will eliminate mandatory vaccine passports across the province on March 1st. Ontario joins Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba that have all made similar announcements over the past two weeks. Ford and Chief Medical Officer of Health cautioned this will only proceed if hospitalizations are kept in check. And that's really why this is all possible. Based on hospitalizations and ICU numbers, it appears that Canada has passed the worst of the Omicron variant with indicators for both falling. Now, this is great news for Canadian businesses, especially service businesses, who've had to endure some of the toughest lockdowns in the world. And it's actually a signal that we might be nearing the end of the pandemic. I don't, I'm going to knock on wood. So you're saying it has to do with hospitalization ICU numbers, not not a truck convoy in Ottawa, Brett? Well, after the March 1st, are loud. <laughs> after March 1st, the only generally applied COVID restriction will be the mask mandate. While Alberta, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan have provided a timeline for the elimination of the mandate, we're still waiting for word from the premier on any such move. And according to the new restrictions, any business who wants to continue to enforce a vaccine mandate at their establishment is free to do so. This will create some type of conflict in that they will no longer have the government's backing for it. So we'll see how that gets rolled out. So Jay, want to tell the Peak Pals what the business angle is to these new COVID measures? Well, knock on wood, it looks like COVID may be nearing an end. It sounds awful to say that, like I'm going to curse everybody, but these restrictions get all of us, especially businesses really close to a pre-COVID reality and should be a huge lifeline for many struggling because of the restrictions. For our last story, confused about what's going on between Russia and Ukraine? Well, you aren't alone. The markets are also struggling to make sense of the crisis, with the VIX, an index representing the market's expectations of volatility, rising nearly 25% in the past five days alone. And Brett, that sounds like a pretty big deal. Want to break it down for Peak Pals? This Ukraine conflict, it's always in flux. And so here's the latest on what's going on in Eastern Europe. So President Biden warned over the weekend that a Russian invasion of Ukraine was imminent. Now, it looked like tensions may have been cooling on Monday as both Ukrainian and Russian officials suggested a diplomatic solution was on the table. But markets responded negatively to apparently sarcastic comments made by Ukrainian President Zelensky about other countries predicting the date of a Russian invasion. And here's why that matters. Investors aren't sure where the crisis is headed. So join the club. And that uncertainty is showing up in seesawing markets. Now, on energy, oil prices reached highs not seen since 2014 yesterday with the West Texas Intermediate, that's the primary indicator for the price of oil, selling for $95 a barrel. A Russian invasion of Ukraine would disrupt energy supplies and likely invite sanctions from the U.S. that would limit Russian oil and gas exports. With stocks, the three major stock indices, plus the TSX, were down yesterday. Higher energy prices would likely push up inflation, leading to interest rate hikes. Investors may already be moving out of stocks in preparation for this outcome. And lastly, on metals, gold prices rose to a three-month high as investors exited stocks and bonds for safer assets. Silver was also up 1%. Futures in palladium, of which Russia is one of the largest producers, also rose sharply. So, Jay, what could be next in this crisis if you were uh, a Ukrainian Nostradamus? (laughs) Great question. Because this is a fantastic opportunity for anyone who knows the answer to make a fortune in the market, 
Unfortunately, that's just not us, Brett. But here are some possibilities. Well, a Russian invasion of Ukraine would be the largest military conflict in Europe since World War II, and it would have unpredictable consequences. Obviously, it's likely that energy prices and inflation would rise in the near term, though some of that impact is already baked into prices, likely. If diplomacy prevails, expect oil prices to fall substantially and investors to return to stocks and bonds. A steep fall in energy prices could depress the TSX, which is heavily weighted by oil and gas producers. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, I kind of like the moniker, a Ukrainian Nostradamus. I'm going to I'm going to put that on a t-shirt.